Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? <laughs> hey, man, you got the host and the co-host back with We're you this back. week. Yes, uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, so thank you guys for um, last week for listening. Thanks to Dan and Drew yep. um, for filling in for us last week. They did a great job, and so we're thankful for them. By the way, this is the Mosaic of Marion, and I am Pastor Hank Meadows, Pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and I do have my home slice, my home skillet, um, <laughs> Miss Mona. Hey, girl. Hey, it's good to be back. I missed it last week. I did, too. It and was it crazy. it feels like longer than... A week that I missed. Exactly. I don't know. It's hey, good to be back. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, so, man, glad you hope everything's going well. Getting ready for Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's next week. Uh, that's crazy. I'm not ready. I'm uh, not either. But we're going to roll with it. So, um, anyway, let's open up with a word of prayer. Okay. And then we're going to be in, hey, turn in your Bibles if you got them. Titus chapter 2. Um, a very familiar passage. You know, if you've been a believer for any time, you've probably heard a Sunday school teacher talk about it, a pastor preach on it, um, somebody else or or something. Um, Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. I will just read all that. So we may not deal with all of it. We'll read it all. It's a great thought. Let's pray. Father God, we come and Lord, today we just set aside this time for you. God, we ask you to be moving in it, Lord. We want to exalt you to your per, your uh, place that you deserve, and you're the one and only God that deserves to be in that place, and that's the place of honor, the place of glory, and uh, first place and first preeminence in our hearts. So God, would you move through your scripture today, Lord, it's living and it's powerful and sharpened doing two-edged sword, and Lord, we know that you change not, therefore your word changes not. And so God, um, we ask you to be with us tonight. And today, so God, watch over us, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Amen. So as we jump in here, um, I just, so as you were reading, mm-hmm. here, here's some straight truth. So if you don't know this, um, I have one more week I'm going to preach probably on thankfulness, Thanksgiving, something along those lines. But then I'm going to start a series in um, the names of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We always talk about, and you and I did what, right. two or three, our first two or three two, were, I think. Uh, were on the names of God. Yep. Rarely do we hear anything about the names of Jesus. Right. But as you were reading, and I just it just caught my my ear and my eye, the grace of God. Mm-hmm. That's another name for Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I may preach this during over <laughs> Christmas, this passage. I'll probably look at it a different way. But as we start, and we really want to focus, will you give us sort of an outline of how we're going to focus tonight? And then I'm going to jump in with some thoughts about that, and then we'll get to yours. All right. Well, what, um, what I wanted to focus on is to talk about God's grace that I think we don't talk about, the two that God's grace encompasses two different aspects. The first is um, bringing us salvation, which we talked about two weeks ago when we were last, when the two of us were last year, but also that God's grace gives us divine assistance for our daily lives. And so that's where we want to go today. So this um, scripture brings in those two portions of Mm -hmm. God's grace and brings that in. So we're going to talk about a little bit about the salvation and touch on that because it's there, but not dive deep into it because we did that two weeks ago. Yes. So she's looking at me, guys. You can't see it, but I'm literally getting the co-host eye. I've got a new name for it. She now have the co-host eye of... I really was. I didn't mean to. Hank, don't stay on that long. So, um, okay. I will not... See what happens when you make me a co-host. <laughs> yeah, she was. Seriously, y'all, it was so funny. If I could have clipped it right there, <laughs> then we would. You guys would have seen uh, the uh, the stink eye that I was getting there about. So That's why we're not doing a video. <laughs> so here's what for the grace of God, aka Jesus. Yep. If you, if you write in your Bibles, um, I, I think you should. You know, I think it was Adrian Rogers or or somebody. Um, of his ilk um, said that you find the Bible that's worn out, you'll find a life that probably is not. Um, my Bible, which you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've got notes in it and everything. So the grace of God, that's another name for Jesus. Then it says it has appeared. And the word appeared there means shines forth. It really speaks to his Shekinah glory. Mm-hmm. It speaks to his, um, the way he conquered diseases. You know, I think about when John the Baptist was struggling in his faith. And, yes. and he which, did. He which sh- is on the church devotions this week. Nice. <laughs> I, I haven't read that yet. Um, but so John the Baptist struggled in his faith. Know this. When you struggle in your faith, it's not sin. Right. You just, everybody struggles at times. I've struggled. Right. You've struggled. Yep. Dan, you're over there. I made him speak. He said he wasn't. <laughs> um, so you you struggle, and so he's struggling. He's there. He's preaching the gospel. He's mighty. You know, Jesus said, "No man born of woman has greater than John." Right. So that's pretty powerful. Yet he right. said he sends his disciples. Says, "Are you the one? Are you that the one that we're waiting for?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, go back and tell him. I made the lame to walk, the uh, dumb to talk, the deaf to hear. I've healed um, those that were paralyzed. Uh, you know, quoting it, my mind. I'm trying to get through, <laughs> and so that's what it shines forth. It shines forth, and I preached about Sunday, about Thanksgiving, about the ten lepers and the one that came back. Mm-hmm. Jesus shined forth His glory in healing them right. by just a word. Right. And so, well, He didn't even say you're healed. He just no. said, He just said, go to the priest. All right, quick question. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to have to think. I'm serious. serious. Do you ever know of any other time where Jesus did something, but he never told you what he was doing? He just told somebody to do something. 
No, and there must be one, or you wouldn't be asking me. Yes, there I, is one. And but I don't know what it is. Think about it. And I know I, that that wasn't really a gotcha one. That was just it. It hit me when Jesus turned the water into wine. He never told them that it was what wine. They were doing. All he said was go fill the water pots. Yeah, right. Yep. And then he did it when they went. And so yeah, he never told these lepers they were going to be healed. He just said go show yourself to the yep. priest. Pretty awesome. So in. So then it says bringing salvation. That was his greatest glory. His greatest glory. Those things were glory. We know he showed his Shekinah glory up on on the Mount of Transfiguration when he let Peter and James and John see it. And by the way, once again, Moses asked in Exodus, I think it was chapter 33, to see the promised land. And he finally gets to see it on the Mount of Transfiguration. So God keeps his promises and let's do it. But his greatest moment is the cross and the empty tomb. Yep. That's when his glory shined forth the greatest. Now, you could say it shined forth when he was born. You know, the angels came to the shepherds and he spoke. But it shined forth the greatest when he, because he did it for our sins. Right. And it's bringing salvation. Right. And by the way, let's deal with this one last thing. And then I'm going to turn it over to you. (laughs) Just to lead the way and to get into it. For all people. People want to try to say all the time that that Christianity is exclusivistic and and it's just this. Well, it is for all people that's ever been born. (laughs) The Bible says, whosoever will may come. I don't care who you are. I don't care your color. I don't care your religion. I don't care your nationality. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care the amount of money you got in your bank. I don't care. Do what they say in First Thessalonians chapter one. I think verse nine. You turn to God from idols, yes. and that's how you get saved. Yep. And believe in your heart. It, you know that I, my mind just totally went blank. <laughs> I was going so fast. Um, Romans ten nine. If you confess with your mouth right. the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Not will be. Not will be. Shall be. Okay. Go. Yep. Well, so that's. Um... <laughs> wow, man! I was under pressure. <laughs> Okay, so that that first part, verse 11, is talking about bringing salvation for all people. And so we talked about that salvation that we get from the grace of God. Um, and then verse 12 gives us the second part of God's grace, which is um, training us. And so then as we look at um, verse 12, we see what it is that it trains us in. Um, it trains us in two things. The first is to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. And the second thing is to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. So those are the two things that God's grace trains us in. So Mm -hmm. one is how we are not to be and one is how we are to be. All right. Right. So let's talk about the. um, Just throw this out there. The King James (laughs) word right there for training is teaching. Yes. Well, I have that written down that the training us. (laughs) The training us wow. is teaching, instructing, <laughs> discipline. Um, it means all of those things. So yes, that's what it that's what it is doing. That how it's training us. Okay. And so, <laughs> oh boy. Um, and so, what does it mean then when it's talking about renouncing ungodliness and worldly passions? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> because the word renounce there means a purposeful action to disown. Hmm. It means it's going to teach us to purposefully strive to disown all ungodliness. I got to write that down. 
Keep going. I'm writing oh, it down. Okay. <laughs> I was giving her the stink out of the, the host eye back. Um, but what what it means is is that when when the enemy throws his flaming arrows and his flaming darts, that we purposefully denounce them. We denounce things that are not of God. Anything that that goes against God, that's of the enemy. You have it in your heart that it's wrong, and you have the Holy Spirit telling you, rising up, saying something's wrong here, and then you purposefully say no. Right. Now, so often we don't. Right. Let's just be honest. Right. But we should be, be more and more, and I'll, I'll even go this route. You should more and more live godlier each day you're alive yes. after your salvation. Yes. Is well, it, that— Yes, because we're under the process of sanctification, which we will never get to the end of that until we are standing face to face with Jesus. But we are in that process of being sanctified. And so, yes, we sh- we ought to be growing in that process. Uh, I think Jesus, I would even say he expects us to be he, growing. Yeah, I would agree with that. He sort of commands us to yes. grow in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and whoever wrote Hebrews sort of smacks people in the face mm-hmm. there end of chapter five beginning of chapter six he says you know at this point you should be on the meat of the gospel right. you're still drinking milk, milk you bunch right? of heathens mm-hmm. that's meta's loose translation <laughs> there but he, he said you're still on elementary principles right when you should be on to the deeper things and then he goes on the list the deeper things that they should right? be dealing mm-hmm. with and they're not right so god expects us to grow he doesn't listen so many Baptists, I do think they think the Great Commission is to be seated. <laughs> you know how somebody comes and gets saved and the pastor stands down the invitation and says, all right, now be seated. I think so many people think that's the Great Commission. Just be seated <laughs> and do nothing. Right. That's not your calling. Right. Your calling is to go and make disciples. But that's another story. So what else we got? We So we got to rena- What is your greatest definition of ungodliness? Well... Uh... Anything that's not of God. Okay, I thought I I thought I <laughs> threw you a softball there, and I mean, you were sighing. Well, like, I just never know, Dan. I never producer Dan. I never know. Is he? It, yeah. So, well, the um, ungodliness and the worldly passions took me then to First John two sixteen. Oh your, my Atlanta, yes, girl, friend. yes. And so, in First John two sixteen, it talks about all that is in the world: the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. And so doesn't that sum up well Yes. what the ungodliness and the worldly passions are that we are to denounce, that we are to give up, that we are to disown? I love that, disown. That's good. Um, Dan, I'm sorry. I just smacked the table. <laughs> he, <laughs> he would fusses. give you the he producer fu- <laughs> stink <laughs> That's <guy>. right. <laughs> he, he fusses at me for doing that. Hey, you want to you wanna deal with those real quick? Yeah, sure. The, yeah. All right, let's it. name them again. Let's deal with them. So the first one is the lust of the flesh. Lust. Of, it, these are things that, tell me if you disagree with my definition, things that you're just drawn to physically. Mm-hmm. You know, um, things can be, and you can take some things in moderation that can become sin because it's just, and I would probably say some sexual sin falls into this. Um, th- things, you know, gluttony, um, just lust of something that fleshly you want. Oh, right. Yep. That really has no basis for anything. It's just a, a want. Right. That is, is nothing godly about it. Mm-hmm. And it could start out as not a bad thing, but then ultimately it becomes something that takes priority. Yes. What, what do you right. think? Right. No, I agree with all. I agree with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next one. Um, The lust of the eyes. All right. You deal with that. No. <laughs> you go right ahead. 
<laughs> it's looking at things you're not supposed, supposed to, look to be at. looking at. Isn't that doesn't that remind you of that song we used to sing when we were little? Be careful, little eyes, what you yeah, see. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, hey, and I, I've told people this. You know, you can't stop a bird from landing in your hair, mm-hmm. but you can keep them from building a nest. Yep. It's not the first look, right? It's that second, right? David seeing Bathsheba in and of itself was not a sin. Right. You know, and people want to, I'm just going to stop there for a minute. I don't know why I thought, but people want to fuss at Bathsheba. She shouldn't have been out there. Well, promise she was bathing in the warmest part of the day. Why? That's when the water would have been the warmest. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, and if you got a problem with that, then you go take cold showers or cold baths. Right. Okay. (laughs) David was the one at fault because that section of scripture starts when kings, kings went off to war. war and he was not at war. David stayed back. But even in the midst of that, David walking by and looking down and seeing her in and of itself was not sin. Right. It's when he looked again and then he called her and up. And acted on it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then acted upon that mm-hmm. sin. And we know from there. So it's just looking at, you know, books. Um, and I, I mean, all the whole gamut of books. Right. Um, anything that you should uh, videos, TV shows. Yep. You know, I know some people are not gonna like this. I didn't allow my children to watch SpongeBob. Uh, no, mine either. <laughs> and I, I just there were some parts of it that I just didn't agree with, and you know, I, I know others that haven't let their kids watch the Smurfs. They say it deals with um wizardry, and and you know what? Hey, that's cool. Whatever you think, man. But there are just some things you shouldn't see. Right. It'd be better off if you didn't see. Right. Too. What's the next one? Um, I should put my glasses on. The boastful pride of life. Pride of life. The very, I believe, absolute core and root of all sin. Mm-hmm. Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking you're all that in a bucket of fries. Um, but I, seriously, pride, I mean, it's what got Satan thrown out of heaven. Right. right. And so it's the thing that we all struggle with in our own way. Yes. Every person I do believe struggles with pride. Yes. Now, some people say, oh, I'm not prideful. Okay, that tells me you are. Right. <laughs> okay. So all those things are ungodly, but I, I do believe that last one en- encompasses the very first two. And be careful. Right. It's hard not to be prideful at times. Right. You know? Yes. And, and, and if you... um. I don't know. I try and guard against it, and it's not an easy thing no. to guard against it. And sometimes you feel like you're a little bit fake in that guarding against it, yes. but you know you have to try. But as you were, we were talking about those things, and I thought because um, we were talking about all that is in the world and the worldly passions. And so, if you take a look at what the world says is important, and what the world values, and what the world um, has passion for it really is all of those things because if you think about the world is all about me and what do oh, I yes, want yeah. and what is important for me and how am I going to reach my goals and do what I want to do um, and so in those and that's why we struggle with the lust of the eyes is because it's out there because that's what the world puts out and that's what the world is putting before just us just go look in any Go look at Belks. Go look yeah. anywhere, man, and the stuff they want our little girls right. to dress in. Yes. And, or not dress in, right. I guess, yeah. it would be a Barely dressed. Yeah, I mean, and, and look at the people on TV, and I'm like, oh, my Lanta. Right. 
It is a struggle. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to know this that out there that everything the world is for is basically everything God is against. Right. right. Now, I know some of you are going. Don't listen to it. There you go, man. We're going to have no fun out there. Just the world, man. Can't even go watch a big football game. Ain't nobody talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about the standards of the world. Yep. What the world... Let's just be honest. We live in a society that's built on humanism and human relativism. Right. It's taught in our educational systems mm-hmm. and especially in our colleges. Mm-hmm. You can disagree, but you got a right to be wrong. They teach it to be all about you. There, there's, you know, this whole mentality of everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. It's a whole mentality of nobody's wrong. Uh, you know, it, when I this was and this was a while back, the the big fight was to quit using red pens. Yes. Because it, yeah, it was. Yes. And this was. Listen, I've been a pastor now for nineteen and yes. a half years. I, I taught right before I came. You know, I taught <clears> for seven years, and that was the thing. They they really yep. worked on us not to use red pens because it had the connotation of bad, yes, and that you were wrong. To which I went, they are wrong, right? <laughs> Don't correct their spelling because they, yeah. There were times I felt like I should buy my teachers a pack of red pens. <laughs> well, hey, brother, let me just tell you something, man. You've heard me speak on this thing right here, and you said I don't write much better. <laughs> So, okay, what's next right there? Well, I was going to add to what you were saying, and and, um, and then we can carry on if you want to, but I was going to add that in First John it talks about how if you are friends with the world, it, being, friendship with the world is enmity with God. And so it lays it straight out that um, if we love the world, then the love of God is not in us. So what does that, it mean to love the world? Well, pursuing all those things that they put, the world puts as being important and, and pursuing those things above God and placing those things as being our priority and not God as being our priority and the things that God desires. Not renouncing ungodliness and worldly yeah. passions, really. It's just sort of living for ourselves. And, yes. you know, I, I'll give God the leftovers. Right. You know, we. I talked last week, I was dealing with um, in Proverbs. By the way, I was going to throw this out there. I think it's Proverbs that it says pride goeth before the destruction. <laughs> yep. So be careful. Yep. But as I was talking about in Proverbs chapter 3 last week, uh, verse 8, thinking, maybe 9, yeah, um, says bring him the first fruits, mm-hmm. which means the very best. Right. So often we give God the leftovers and the, the least. Not and listen, I'm going beyond finances. Mm -hmm. I'm going to your time and your talent and your treasure and I'm okay. We had a guy here yesterday that had had open heart surgery on Monday. (laughs) Yes, Monday he had open heart surgery. He was at church yesterday. Uh Don't tell me your sniffles make you stay at home. (laughs) We're too caught up in the world and not in Jesus. We think that we're to have sin and pleasure for a lifetime, and then at some point get it right with Jesus. Go Then go to there and get that. I'm just straight telling you, you're going to bust hell wide open. You keep riding that train Mm -hmm. of being all about the world. Yep. I'm sorry. There, There it is. I can be blunt, and you may not like it. You know what? Oh, well. I'll come back to work tomorrow. Who you live for? Yep. And the Bible says you go a little bit farther down in First John chapter two. He says they went out from us, for they were not of, of us. us. Uh huh. Yep. 
your Christianity is not a sprint. Right. It's not how you start. Everybody starts good. Right. It's how you finish. Yes. So you have to literally, I think, watch people from the moment they, they profess Christ to the moment they draw their last breath. Mm-hmm. And and there got to be, a, number one, sanctification has got to occur. Right. Second part of salvation. And you got to finish strong. Yes. Well, I, I, I can't think of the guy's name. I was just <clears> going to say it. And I know I got a book over there by him. Uh, he wrote Finishing Strong. Steve mm-hmm. Farrar. Great book. I don't know if you ever read it. I should get some royalty from that. <laughs> but um, Steve Farrar wrote that. So I want to ask you out there, what, what is your life? If, if somebody was to record your life, what would it show? Mm-hmm. Where's your heart? Right. You keep looking at me. I keep getting like, you want me to keep going? Well, I don't know. I didn't know if you want to still keep going or not. That's what I keep waiting to see. Well, we got more time, so (laughs) let's just go. Where do you want to go next? Um, Well, I got right deep and right solemn right there. Yeah, no, but that's good. So, um, and so it is God's grace. I always want to bring it around. Yes. So it is God's grace that trains us, that instructs us, that um, teaches us, that disciplines us to renounce those things. Oh, what a word, disciplines us. Yes. Now, not don't beating like you with a ruler, right? but makes you self-control yes. and you learn self-discipline. Right. right. Why? Nope. You were going to say something. No. Nope. We, we don't like that. Why not? Well, we don't like the word discipline, cause, and we don't like to think that we need to be disciplined, but but we do. Well, and and we do need to be disciplined because in the context you were talking about was we're disciplined to live according to God's right. word. But we also need to be disciplined. Discipline. Excuse me, when we step out of God's right, way. Right. And the Bible says, you know, people might say, well, I, I've never been disciplined by the Lord. Then I would check your salvation because <laughs> my Bible and I've got a bunch. <laughs> they all say those whom he loves. Love, he chastens. Which or disciplines. He disciplines. Right. right. So, hello. I just, I'm going back. It is the grace of God. Yep. God loved you enough to save you. He loves you enough to deal with you on a day. You know, and people think that. <laughs> just hit the mic with my glasses. Making producer Dan work for his money today. People, people <clears throat> we act like God's powerful enough to save us from an eternity in hell. But he's not involved enough to deal with us. Oh, this is a yeah, rabbit trail. Well, right. I wish we had more time. We got like four minutes. But <laughs> of course, we we tend to think that oh, he doesn't really want to be involved in our daily lives. Mm. How absolutely foolish is that? <laughs> I was going to say ridiculous, um, but also to how sad to live thinking that way because. Yes. If you live thinking that way, then you're not plugging into what the Holy Spirit, what you can gain from having the Holy Spirit's power and and gain from having God's grace training you and teaching you and guiding you and and um, strengthening you, going, you know, preach, preach. <laughs> I mean, and if you're not living with those things, to me, that's sad. And to me, that I mean, that I that just makes me feel bad for you because um, you're missing out on a whole lot. And I think that that's why um, the first time I read a book that really talked about this scripture and talked about this aspect of grace, it really um, tugged at me because I think that we don't focus on it enough. And so, um, and we have so much to learn about it and, and it is something that we need to constantly remember. 
um, and grab hold of. I hear you, girl. <laughs> we need to encourage people to stick around for that at the end. Um, so, wow, we got three minutes. So let's just summarize. Jesus, here, here's my summary. Jesus wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. Mm. Your eternity, your daily, and your deathly. Producer Dan just looked funny at me. <laughs> That's Your eternity, normal. because he wants you to get saved. Your daily, he wants you to um, have um, sanctification. And your deathly, I was going for alliteration there, dude. Yeah. It's a Be- pastor thing, yeah. He wants, to, he wants to show his glorification in you. Uh-huh. Angels take you to heaven or whatever, however right. it, that occurs. You, in the twinkle of an eye, you're in the presence of the Lord. So he, he's involved in that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a powerful thought. Yes. And you are you hit it around the head, and then I'm gonna let you summarize too. God wants to be a part of your everyday. Yes. He wants that relationship. Yes. It's crazy that people don't want that back. That's the reason we we're so shallow mm-hmm. in our Christianity. Right. And the folks that are not, you're looked at as some freak. Right. Well, by golly, call me a freak <laughs> then. I want to know more about him. <laughs> right. So what do you got? Well, and so I would just say that, you know, just to kind of follow that up and follow that, um, if you feel like you don't really have, you don't have a grasp on that, to figure out a way to get a grasp on that. Find somebody to teach you, to walk you through teaching that. Um, Keep your eyes on Jesus. Grab hold of Jesus. um, Have him be the number one thing in all of your days and in start and it's you know don't just sit around and go well someday that'll be like that because you might not have some days so let's do it now so you close in prayer okay hey, by the way one other thing if, if you're struggling with some of this stuff and you want to know more about it you can email us yes go to our website um, www.mosaicofmarion.com there's a place on there where you can email miss mona my home slice co-host she will answer <laughs> I will check it. <laughs> she will check it and Forward she will, it. and actually we will uh, <laughs> she and I will discuss it and then we'll she will send you back uh, uh, an answer. Um so pray and then I'll close this. All right. God, we just thank you for your grace. We thank you that you um loved us enough to send your grace to us that um and it is not just for certain people that but that's for all people and it's not just to give us that salvation and to give us that ticket into heaven we don't have just that but lord we have a life with you we um and so i just thank you for that i thank you that you love us enough that you want to train us you love us enough that you want to bring us um make us more and more holy and set apart for you and so i pray that we would allow you to do that and Lord, um, for those who are just beginning on that journey, Lord, that they would um, allow you to teach them and to draw them away from the things of this world and into the things that are of you. And so bless us and um, thank you for the privilege of being behind these microphones. And we love you and and give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, once again, this is the Mosaic of Marion. I am Pastor Hank, Pastor of Marion Baptist Church, my co-host at Home Slice, Miss Mona. Producer Dan, he's with us again, too. So thank you, guys, and um, we will see you next week. Yeah.